Hi, so today we're going to be talking about garlic in the context of medicine in medieval England. So Claudius Garlin was a Greek physician and was born in 129 AD in Greece, but he then lived in Rome later in his life. Garlin believed that imbalances in the four humors of the body caused diseases. He supported clinical observation and encouraged doctors to monitor a pulse or take a urine sample to find out what was wrong with the patient. But Garland thought that blood was absorbed or taken in by the body rather than pumped around it, which we know now. Garland advanced the understanding of the humours, through which is a theory of Hippocrates, through his theory of opposites. He thought that humours could be rebalanced by giving a patient something opposite to their symptoms. For example, if you had an excess of blood, which is hot and wet, doctors should prescribe a treatment which was cold and dry. Although Garland lived in the Roman Empire, he believed in monotheism, which is the belief in one single God as opposed to multiple. Because of this, the Christian Church, which is also a monotheistic religion, supported his ideas of medicine. As the Church put their weight behind Garland's ideas of medicine, it was frowned upon to question him and his views. The miasma theory was also included in Garland's thinking. Miasma theory said that bad air made someone ill when they breathed it in. It was very popular in medieval Britain, and it was probably the most powerful theory of disease until late in the 1800s. Because of the church's support, Garland's ideas endured as the foundation of medicine for 1400 years, until medieval times. The fact that he was monotheistic and had the church's support shows that chance can lead ideas to spread and be used everywhere. So, as we know, because of the church's support, Garland's ideas endured as the foundation of medicine for 1400 years until medieval times. And as the church put their weight behind Garland's ideas of medicine, it was frowned upon to question them. So, public health in ancient Rome. Ancient Romans began to focus on public health by introducing aqueducts, sewers, baths and doctors. Roman emperors and senators spent a lot of money on building aqueducts to bring clean water into Roman cities. This is likely to be because they thought that unclean drinking water, sewage and dirt tended to make people ill. Ancient Romans built toilets, sewers and public baths that were used to take waste out of buildings and people's homes. Doctors in ancient Rome were recommended herbs and plants as medicines, and they often fitted with Garland's theory of opposites. Bleeding was a common treatment, but surgery was very rare. The Romans believed that gods and supernatural things could affect health. Aesculapius was the Roman god of health and medicine, and Carna was the Roman god who kept their heart and organs healthy. So, as we just learnt, Aesculapius was the Roman god of health and medicine, and Carna was the Roman god who kept their heart and organs healthy. So Romans installed aqueducts into their homes, and these took waste out of people's homes. And sorry, it brings clean water into the cities, doesn't take waste out of people's homes. There was a lot of progress in ancient Rome under Garland, but inequality was still difficult to overcome. Roman aqueducts and sewer systems were an improvement in health and medicine, 
that have lasted to today. Clean water and dealing with sewage and dirt are important in societies today. Ancient Romans took a wide range of herbs and plants to heal them in keeping with garlands varying opposites. This continued the trend started in ancient Egyptian society. The Roman Empire did a good job of providing lots of food, housing and infrastructure, such as for sewage and water. This society slash civilization helped provide the systems that helped society to function. This showed the importance of government in improving the state of medicine and health. The diffusion or spreading of Garland's ideas show the importance of chance in history. His ideas became very popular partly because of the support of the Christian church. Without this, fewer people would have known about things like clinical observation. However, not all people in ancient Rome benefited from these changes in society. Diseases still spread and lots of poor people didn't benefit from doctors, treatments and herbal remedies. So, the Roman Empire helped provide the systems that helped society to function. This showed the importance of government in improving the state of medicine and health. So why were Garland's ideas so prominent? This is because he had the church's support. Roman emperors and senators spent a lot of money on building aqueducts, as we've already learned, to bring clean water into the Roman cities. This is likely to be because they thought that unclean drinking water, sewage and dirt tended to make people ill. And as I had wrong the last time, but can now learn from the recap, we know that aqueducts bring clean water into the cities. So the use of medicine in the ancient Romans, we know that ancient Romans did, took a wide range of herbs and plants to heal them. Roman aqueducts and sewer systems were an improvement in health and medicine. And the Roman emperors um, did a good job of providing lots of food, housing, and infrastructure. Garland advanced the understanding of the humans through his theory of opposites, as we've learned. He thought that the humans could be rebalanced by giving a patient something opposite to their symptoms. And we know that he was supported by the church because he was monotheistic, which means believing in one God. Okay, so that's everything about Garland today. Thank you very much for listening. If you found this episode useful and want to learn two times faster for free, head over to SenecaLearning.com or click the link in the bio to revise all your exam subjects for free.